You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Welcome back to another edition of Bears Nation podcast. I'm Jake Hassan. I'm here with Chris Nano as always. Josh Lyles is out today. He's got some adult stuff to do. He's working. But we are joined by Kevin Lapka today, taking Josh's place. Kevin, what's going on? How's it going, guys? Glad to be here. Talk some Bears with you guys. I'm excited. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Uh, Chris, how are you doing? It's been a while. I'm good. I'm good. I'm always ready to talk about Bears football. I can do it anytime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. There is a lot to get to. We've uh, Since our last episode, a lot has happened. So I think we'll start with the biggest news, uh, something that we saw for coming for a long time. Jordan Howard is no longer a member of the Chicago Bears. He was traded uh, about a week ago give or take a couple of days, but Jordan Howard goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. He gets traded there. And uh, I think Chris, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the Eagles are one of the teams that I listed when we were talking about Jordan Howard trades uh, in our last episode. No, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but um, just before we get into the details, I mean, what are our initial thoughts? I mean, for me, uh, I said in the last episode, and I've said it before, we saw this coming. I, I think Jordan Howard just clearly didn't fit what Matt Nagy wanted to do. He clearly didn't fit what the Bears had in mind going forward. But, I mean, how do you guys feel? I mean, obviously, Jordan Howard was a fan favorite. What's the initial thought? I mean, I know our friend Josh Lyles here is very upset about this trade and losing a guy like Jordan Howard, but I think Bears fans really need to accept that this was the plan all along. Uh, right when the season ended, I mean, we saw the rumors and everything. Even during the season, there was those rumors about him possibly getting traded. So this was kind of something that, you know, Ryan Pace and Manaki kind of had going for a while. And, you know, these reports from Ian Rappaport came out saying the market was very low for Jordan Howard. Uh, he, they, he was even saying we were lucky to get a fifth or sixth for Jordan Howard. And they were saying that, you know, very few teams wanted him. And if not, if they weren't even going to get him in a trade, they were going to cut him in the offseason. So honestly, if you're a Bears fan, you got to come out here and say, okay, at least we got even something out of this. And, you know, I look at this pick as possibly a pick we could use um, if we want to trade up this year in the draft to get a running back. I think that's what we may end up doing. But, um, you know, Howard just did not fit the system. Um, He really just did not work in this offense. And I think him being gone is actually going to be more beneficial. And they're going to kind of run with, uh, with committee with, you know, Cohen and Mike Davis and I, the running back that we assume they're going to draft. I think we're all um, agreeing on that. But what do you guys think about that? Do you think we will trade, uh, you know, trade up in the draft to get a running back in the draft? Or how do you think this will impact the team? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I was, I mean, I, I we all knew it was coming. Um, you know, it, it was it, there was rumors starting last off season, um, and then even all throughout the year. So um, it was it was a long time coming. Um, but you know, it 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 does suck. He was a fan favorite, like Jake said, um, and you know he's he's still a very talented running back. But the bottom line is he really just didn't fit. Um, I don't think there's there's too much more to it. Um, you know, and and I I, I respect Nagy for trying to make it work with him. 
because, like I said, there were rumors last year as well. So um, he tried it. It didn't work out. Um, and, you know, it does suck, but it was time to move on. So um, and, and as far as the, the draft pick goes, uh, absolutely, I can definitely see Pace trading it uh, to move up this year. I mean, he's done um, some, he's made some very aggressive moves lately, and I, I don't expect him to stop that anytime soon. So. Yeah, um, I, I think that getting a pick at all, I, I mean, the so the details are that it was a 2026 round pick that the Bears got for Jordan Howard, and that could be flexed to a fifth round pick right. if certain circumstances are met. Um, I, and I think we forget that Jordan Howard was a fifth round pick himself. I mean, this is a guy that, that Ryan Pace found incredible value with. Uh, he was a 1,000 yard rusher twice for the Bears, and I mean, this is what good teams do. You find someone who exceeds the value that you thought you were going to get out of them. They become kind of this diamond that you found. Um, and then you move on and you get someone cheaper and you get someone who fits your scheme better because teams evolve. And that's what we've seen with the Bears. Uh, they've changed a lot from the team they were in the John Fox era, that grounded pound team. And now they're the a lot more progressive offense. They're a team that likes to do a lot of different things that Jordan Howard, unfortunately, just his skill set didn't match. I think he fits a lot better with the Eagles. Um, and I think the Bears do try to find someone uh, later in the draft, whether that be in the fifth or sixth round, uh, or if that, that is even earlier, if they try to take one of these upper tier running backs like Benny Snell or whoever it might be. Um, I don't think they will. I, I don't think they'll try and trade up. I think they like Mike Davis. I think they like what he brings. And obviously Tariq Cohen is the uh, the mismatch, the weapon that they like to use a lot too. So I, I think they'll bring someone in just to have someone else in the running back's room. But uh, I, I think they like Mike Davis. But I mean, what? let's talk a little bit about Mike Davis. What do we think about him? Uh, he was averaging something like four yards per carry. He's gotten limited carries. Uh, Nagy said he's a guy that doesn't have a lot of tread on his tires. Uh, what do we think of him moving forward with him as ma- mostly the main guy? Yeah, well, the, the, going back to Howard a little bit, the thing that people need to understand is running back is the most replaceable position in football. So it, it's not hard for to get a guy from the draft or even a guy like Mike Davis to come in and have success. But, you know, like you said, Mike Davis, we don't really have much evidence on him. He, he had the, you know, 4.8, 4.9 yards per carry that you mentioned, but, you know, he's kind of running uh, with a committee over there in Seattle. So he really hasn't had that role as a lead back and really hasn't been able to shine by himself. So we're really, we really don't know what he has to offer. I mean, a lot of times guys will go, you know, from being the second or third string running back. And then let's say the first running back gets injured or he gets traded or whatever it may be. And they move into that uh, RB1 role and then they just go off. And I think we could be seeing a scenario like that here with Mike Davis. I mean, he's not, I don't know how fast he is. I don't remember his 40, but I don't think he's the fastest guy. But another thing I think you have to consider is Tariq Cohen's going to have a bigger role in this offense next year. If you really go back and look at the stats, he was not getting a ton of snaps uh, at the running back position. He really was not getting the ball a ton. So I think you're going to see more from Tariq, but also uh, Mike Davis is going to try to play that RB1 role unless they go a different direction in the draft. Yeah, um, Mike Davis averaged 4.6 yards per carry last year. Okay, Uh, He ran for 514 yards and four touchdowns. So um, those are solid numbers, um, especially for a guy who was involved in a committee. Um, And like you guys said, we haven't seen too much out of him. Uh, But I do remember last year there were – couple games where uh, he broke off a couple runs and I was just like, whoa, okay, all right, cool. And then I didn't really hear much about him after that. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, there's still there's there's still a lot to be seen. Um, but I I actually do think that the Bears draft a running back early, and I do believe whoever we do draft is going to be involved heavily. Um, I, I I personally wouldn't be comfortable going into the year with Mike Davis, Tariq Cohen, and then let's say like a sixth or seventh round running back. Right. I mean, I tweeted out on Bears uh, Nation Twitter a few days ago, even a week ago or so, uh, right when Howard got traded about, again, about the running back being a replaceable position. If you look at a guy like James Conner, right? Le'Veon Bell holds out. They, the Steelers draft James Conner in the second, maybe the third round, I believe the second round, and he produces, you know, extremely good numbers, top 10 running back numbers uh, through like his first 10 games. And he dropped off a little bit, but still produced really well throughout the season. And, you know, Philip Lindsay, undrafted rookie, comes out here, makes the Pro Bowl conversation for rookie of the year. I mean, and we have the evidence that Ryan Pace has the very good ability to draft running backs late. I mean, he drafted, like you said, Jordan Howard in the fifth round, Tariq Cohen, who I believe was a fourth rounder. I mean, those are two very solid running backs that he found late rounds. So if you're questioning ryan pace's ability to find a good running back you shouldn't be so i i feel pretty comfortable with like having the confidence that ryan pace is going to go out there and get a solid running back in the draft and if you're getting a solid running back plus mike davis plus tree cohen i don't think you can play with those three running backs yeah that's fair uh i i think that would be a good room uh, and you're right. Ryan Pace has the uh, he has the history, has the track record of drafting well and drafting late and rounds well, uh, and especially running backs uh, lately, especially the last few years. You found good guys. I mean, wasn't Alvin Kamara like a fourth round pick too? I think. Yeah, I mean, there's there's uh, plenty of guys who late round picks, especially at the running back position. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot you can do, and we've seen that even no matter what the bears do with this position, uh, they're not going to rely solely on Mike Davis. They're not going to rely solely on Tariq Cohen. This is going to be a committee thing. This is going to be a situational thing, depending on, uh, you know, the game, the time on the clock, the distance, uh, what the bears want to do in the, whatever situation they're in, uh, you know, one, play might call for Mike Davis to be on the field and, you know, break off a run. Might One might call for Tariq Cohen. One might call for whomever the Bears sign or draft next. Uh, it, this is a very fluid situation, as we've seen. Uh, and I, I think as sad as it is to see Howard go, you know, he was a bright spot for those really dark years uh, when the rebuild was still in its early stages, still in its infancy, if you will. Yeah. Um, it's sad to see him go, but for the team, for the better of the team and where they are trying to go and where they're going to be going, we hope uh, it's for the best. It's for the best for Howard. Uh, he wasn't getting the touches he needed and it's best for the bears too. So that Nagy can better use his system. And I just want to add one more thing about him going to the Eagles. You know, obviously there's people bears fans who are upset that we traded him to the team that beat us in the first round of the playoffs. But I actually have skepticism about him being in that Eagles organization because they run a similar offense to the Bears. It's obviously not identical, but we obviously know Doug Peterson comes from that Andy Reid tree. So it'll be interesting to see how they will use Howard as well because it's a similar offense over there, and we know Howard doesn't really have the great ability to catch the football out of the backfield, which is something they like to do as well. So I just thought it'd be interesting to see you know, how he will fit in that offense considering it's pretty similar to that Bears offense in which he did not fit in. So I just thought I'd bring that up because that's an interesting thing right there too. 
Yeah, sure. Chris, anything you want to add? Um, I think you guys just about hit it on the head. Um, just I'm, I'm just interested to see who they bring in because um, I'm, I'm almost positive they're going to draft a running back. I'm, I'm sure you guys agree. Um, yeah, that seems like what's going to happen. Yeah, so um, I'm just I'm just waiting to see who they draft. Um, but yeah, uh, I think you guys hit it all on the head. All right, uh, so that's Jordan Howard. Uh, wishing the best to him. Interested to see what the Bears do with their running game next season, or this upcoming season, rather. Other departures that we have to get to, though, Bryce Callahan and Adrian Amos have both left the organizations. They were both free agents. We talked about that uh, in our previous two episodes, their futures and what the Bears might do. Uh, we we thought and we, we made some theories that the Bears might try to bring one, our main Maybe even both back. Turns out they brought back neither of them, uh, both walking. Uh, let's get to Callahan first because I think we're going to have more to say about Amos uh, given where he went. Callahan first, though, he went to Denver. He joined Vic Fangio in Denver on the Broncos. Uh, he signed a hefty contract. Uh, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but uh, unfortunate to see him go. But this is, again, another thing where Ryan Pace got great value. Uh, Bryce Callahan was undrafted. He was a dude who came from a smaller school and he developed into the starting nickel corner who was arguably one of the better corners in the entire league. He follows Vic Fangio, which I don't think is a bad move for Callahan because Fangio made him who he is. And, uh, you know, it, it hurts to lose a talented guy like that, but good for him. He gets paid. Uh, what do you guys think initially just off, off the bat of the Callahan leaving for Denver? Yeah, so he signed a three-year, $21 million contract, which technically would have been affordable for the Bears, but more on the pricier side, considering their cap situation, even with the moves with Khalil Mack's contract and Kyle Long's contract, everything that they did. But I think the thing you have to point out is that it it all came down to his injury history. That was a concern uh, for the longest time, especially this year, too. I mean, he missed the playoff game against the Eagles um, and the last few games of the season as well. It it was clearly an issue. And now you're getting a guy like Buster Scrine, who has played at least 14 games in every year of his career. But if you look at that $3 million, our three-year $21 million contract, you're paying a lot of money for a guy who you don't even know is going to be on the field in your crucial games. And I think that's what it came down to. And especially with their cap situation, they weren't willing to go the lengths that the Broncos were for him. And I think, you know, we saw McManus in that small sample size when he played in for Callahan um, late in the season. And, you know, he wasn't terrible. Uh, He replaced pretty well. And I think Buster Scrine's a better player at that position than Sherrick McManus. So I think we just got to hope that Scrine can fill that um, as good as McManus did last year. And I don't think it's the biggest problem in the world of losing Callahan. Obviously, it's a downgrade with Buster Scrine, but I don't think it's going to be uh, totally detrimental to our defense. Uh, yeah, so um, I I mean, you guys know um, I'm a huge Bryce Callahan fan. Um, I think he's the best nickel corner in the league. Um, but, you know, I was I was okay with um, the idea of him not returning. Um, I, I had a feeling that I mean I, I had hoped that he would be back, but um, I wasn't hundred percent sure, and and I didn't want to you know tell myself that he was coming back. So um, I, I was just thinking about people who could replace him, um, and I am not a huge fan of Buster Screen at all. Um, I think he he's very grabby. Um, he gives up a lot of big plays. Um, that's the thing about football sometimes, you know, a change of scenery can 
can turn a player into a star. So um, I'm interested to see how he does. Um, I don't have high hopes for him, if I'm, if I'm honest. Um, and I hope we, we can maybe draft someone later. Um, and like you guys brought up earlier, Pace always finds a way. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we take a cornerback late. Um, and, you know, as, as he, Callahan got a three-year, $21 million contract uh, from the Broncos. Um, and, yeah, I think he's going to, you know, as long as he's healthy, um, which, you know, is a big question mark, um, I think he's going to do just fine in Denver. Um, but, yeah, the bigger question is is we just got to see how, how Buster Screen does with us. Yeah, um, I was obviously taking players from the Jets. Seems like a little bit of a uh, interesting move, but uh, I, the thing is, for the Bears, it comes down to durability, and that's what they were clearly looking for. And, and uh, as Kevin noted earlier, uh, he's played no less than fourteen games in each of the last like five or six years, something like that. So that was clearly important. Uh, you need to be able to count on your guys always being out there. I think Callahan averaged something like 12 games a year, 11, 12 games a year over his entire career with the Bears. And that's just something you can't have. Uh, even if he is a top tier guy, if he's not out there, he's a, he's not helping you. So it's not worth $7 million a year. It's not worth $21 million overall to have a guy that you're only going to have for three quarters of the season. And, and you might not have when the games are most important. So I, I get it. Um, I'm with you, Chris. I, I don't know about Buster Screen. I don't know where that'll go. I'm hoping that Chuck Pagano, the new defensive coordinator for the Bears, can iron out some of his issues, uh, whether that be being grabby, whether that be some fouls. But at least he's going to be out there. You can count on him. Uh, when the Bears played the Jets earlier in the year, Nagy said that he liked his style. He liked how he plays. So uh, that's what matters, having guys that the head coach is confident in and that the head coach feels uh, are going to be there day in and day out. So I'll take it. Um, and it was cheap and it, it didn't take that much to sign him. You didn't spend an exuberant amount. So good for Bryce Callahan. Glad he gets his money. Um, you know, and I'm hoping Buster screen uh, can at least just be solid. Cause I think with Amukamara and Fuller, you don't need him to be outstanding. Right. Right. Exactly. And honestly, yeah. those guys kind of may – I mean, obviously, we know Callahan is good, but when you have a defense that good, a front seven that good, and that good of a secondary, it makes guys like that look better. So, <clears throat> like, screen won't be as bad as we may think he is. I think he'll fit in just fine. He won't be the player that Callahan is, but we don't need him necessarily to be an all-pro, to be a pro bowler, to be a very high-rated guy. We just need him to, you know, make plays when he can, be on the field, and – I think that's all you really need from screen. Agreed. Definitely agreed. Um, yep. Let's talk about Adrian Amos then. Uh, he leaves for the Packers. Uh, a very interesting move. Uh, you know, it seemed like from the beginning of the offseason that Amos was a guy who was on his way out. Uh, it seemed like all signs were pointing to that. And, I, and I've said on the show, Amos was a replaceable guy. Uh, he wasn't an Eddie Jackson who made the wow plays. He was just solid. He did his job, um, which is great to have. And you want guys like that on your defense. But uh, I think Amos probably earned himself a couple enemies in Chicago by signing with the Packers. Um, he gets a he gets a large deal from the Packers. Again, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but uh, – it's fine. I mean, we know the Packers like to try and get guys from the Bears. They tried to get Fangio. They tried to get Fuller. Um, obviously, both of those were unsuccessful. But they take Adrian Amos. Um, 
off the bat before we get to his replacement. I mean, how do we feel? Well, I think if you're talking about the Packers, I believe they highly overpaid for Adrian Amos. Um, you know, this is a guy who had very few interceptions in his career with the Chicago Bears, and it's worth noting that a few of those interceptions were kind of him being in the right place at the right time, which, you know, balls are getting tipped right to him, which is like whatever. But uh, I, I think losing him is not a big deal. And then I guess I'll get into his replacement. Ha Clinton Dix is a huge upgrade for the Bears over Adrian Amos. And, you know, Amos is, he's really not that talented of a player. I mean, he hits hard sometimes, you know, he does his job. But again, when you have a defense this good, and when you have an all-pro safety playing next to you, it's not that hard to look that good. So I I think that plays a huge part. And now they get HaHa Clinton Dix, a guy who I believe is far better than Adrian Amos for a much, much cheaper price. I think this is a big, big win for the Bears, and I am not concerned at all about losing Adrian Amos. What do you think? Um, yeah, I dis- I mean, I agree with that to a certain extent. Um, I think uh, Clinton Dix um, could, could thrive with the Bears for sure um, because of his play style. Um, he's played with Eddie Jackson before and, you know, the players around him and whatnot. But um, I just don't agree with, um, I, and I've said it myself, I, I've said that, in my opinion, Adrian Amos is probably the most replaceable player on the Bears defense. Um, but I just don't like how the fans just turned on him, just telling it like everyone's opinion on him just changed from one of the top safeties in the league to being absolute garbage, which isn't true. We all know that isn't true. Um, and I think he he definitely earned that contract. Um, so it is what it is. Um, we basically swap safeties with the Packers. I know he, he was on the Redskins, but you, you guys get my point. Um, and it's just funny how Bears fans are saying how ah, Clinton Dix is better and Packers fans are saying Amos is better than last year. It was reversed. So um, I just find that a bit funny. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely think Ha Clinton Dix can come in and, and uh, do exactly what Amos did, if not better. Um, but as far as um, saying Amos got overpaid, I don't know how much I, I agree with that. I, I think he definitely earned that contract. No, Amos uh... – I, I I agree with both parts. I, I think the Packers maybe overpaid just slightly, but I think that was a necessity. I think they had to do that just because their secondary is really uh is really hurting, and I think they really needed to bring in someone that they felt was a top tier safety. And I think Amos, to an extent, is a top tier safety. Like I said uh, earlier. He's solid. He does his job. He does what you ask him to do. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and that's what you need. You need someone you can rely on. Um, and he doesn't miss a lot of games. I don't, he hasn't missed that many games in his career with career with the Bears, and the Packers need someone like that that they can rely on. So credit to them to addressing a weakness that they knew they had. Uh, as far as HaHa Clinton Dix, I'm excited. I think that HaHa Clinton Dix paired with Eddie Jackson is a really, really strong pairing. I think that you're going to see flashes of when they played at Alabama together, the plays that they made together. Obviously, we know what Eddie Jackson is. Eddie Jackson is arguably the top safety in the league if not he's definitely a top five safety in the league at this point already uh and he's only in his second year going into his third um i think haha clinton Dix maybe gets some flack for trying to make the big play sometimes and trying to be the guy but now he's in chicago he has Eddie jackson he doesn't have to be the guy he can do do his thing, make solid plays, uh, and he doesn't have to try and be that star. Uh, we've seen clips of HaHa Clinton Dix making some really nice plays, and we've seen him make some mistakes. So I think pairing him with Eddie Jackson and Chuck Pagano is really strong. 
I think that continues to give the Bears one of the strongest safety rooms in the entire league. Uh, and I think it's still going to be a position of strength for the Bears. I think they have a lot to look forward to with Haha Klendek back there. It's it's funny, like you guys talk about, you know, Adrian Amos earning the contract. And like, yeah, he did his job and yeah, he was on the field and he made some good plays here and there. But like other than that, I mean, people basically look at his pro football focus rating most of the time when you're talking about how good Adrian Amos is. And I don't want to get into how I believe pro football focus is flawed or not or whatever. But you know, if you look at his stats, um, I know defensive stats don't really tell the tale a lot of the time, but they're pretty pedestrian. I mean Ha Clinton Dix had more tackles than him for pretty much every year of his career, more interceptions, uh, just about the same pass deflections. But, I mean, to me, it's it's just an absolute upgrade. And, again, I want to go back to the contract that the Bears got Haha for. What was it, two years, $10 million, I believe? Something like that, yeah. It might have I even mean, been less. We're talking about $26 million less dollars. Uh, for a guy who we, I think, mutually agree is better than Adrian Amos. So maybe it's not to say that the Packers overpaid for Adrian Amos, but maybe just that the Bears got haha Clinton Dix for a steal. And I know it's kind of a prove-it deal for Clinton Dix, um, but, I mean, you, you kind of mentioned it. I think we're looking at the top safety duo in the NFL. Uh, if you had accumulated their interceptions together, uh, if had they been playing for the past three years, counted all those together, they would have had the second-highest uh, safety duo interceptions in the league. So, I mean... It is a little scary about, again, his tendency to try to make big plays and thus letting up big plays, but I, I don't think it's too much of a problem, especially with the pass rush that we have. I think we're going to be another ball-hawking secondary, and I think we're going to even accumulate even more interceptions than last year. We'll have to see, but it, it certainly looks promising. Chris, you got anything? Anything you want to add? Yeah, um, I, I think it just comes down to the fact that I think Haha Clinton Dix can make uh, he can make more plays, but I feel like he can give up way more plays as well. Whereas Amos just doesn't really make the mistakes. Um, but you're not gonna, you know, hear his name being mentioned too often. I feel like he just does his job, um, like you said, um, and you know that that's all there is to it. So uh, I feel like they're they're definitely like I said. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Haha Clinton Dix comes in and and does better than Adrian Amos. Um, but I, I do think both of them, I, I think both teams got their safeties. I think both teams are going to be happy with what they got. Um, and I think that's just all there is to it. Agree. I think both teams are going to be happy. I think Bears fans are going to be really happy uh, with how Clendex, but it, regardless, it makes the, uh, it makes the game against the Packers to open the season really, really interesting. Oh yep. yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that's going to be something right there. It, it is. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of storylines there for sure. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see, uh, especially given that Ha Clint Dix was a former Packer himself. Uh, just keeping it moving. Uh, someone who else is coming in. Aaron Lynch is back. And this is a guy who, you know, we talk about missed playing time. Aaron Lynch missed a handful of games last year. Uh, hamstring issues, shoulder issues, uh, a couple different injuries as far as Aaron Lynch goes, but when he's healthy, this is a dude that's still just 26. He's a guy that is a, a fairly solid, if not above fairly above average outside linebacker. He's got good pass rushing ability. I think he pairs with Leonard Floyd very well. And he's someone that gives you a lot of talent there. Now the question is how often can you count on him being out there? But when he's there, he's very good. And, and the bears got him for fairly cheap. 
Uh, it wasn't a huge contract. It was, I think it was a one-year deal uh, when yep. they brought him in. Uh, yeah, it was a base salary of one million two hundred fifty thousand dollars signing bonus, uh, which is a, which is less than he signed for last year. He signed for four million last year. So this is a solid player who is a really talented guy and is still just in the middle of his prime right now. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing, it just fills that void at outside linebacker that a lot of Bears fans were worried about. Um, you know, some people thought we would go the Justin Houston route and pay big-time money for him or, you know, try to get a bigger guy in free agency. But this is a guy, like you mentioned, uh, in the middle of his prime, he's got a lot of ability. Uh, we haven't really seen him do it over a full season yet. Um, but I, I think, you know, he's obviously not starting every game. He's kind of mixing in there, replacing Khalil Mack when he's out. But I think he's very effective. Uh, his stats don't really pop out to you, but he provides a lot of pressure. And um, I think at full health this year, he, he he's just he's going to be just fine. And uh, considering the one million dollar contract that you just mentioned, you know, you can't go wrong with that. I mean. For what he brings to the table for that cheap of a price, I think you're talking about another steel contract for Ryan Pace and a guy who I believe still has a lot of upside, and I think he's going to prove it this year. Yeah, um, 100% agree. Um, that deal is, is incredible. Um, and for a rotational player, I don't know I don't know if it gets any better, to be honest. Um, he just needs to stay healthy. Um, he has the talent. We all know it. Um, and it was on display for, for, for some part of last year, so... Um, we know he can do it. It's just a matter of staying healthy. And uh, great job by Ryan Pace bringing him back for for this type of deal. Yeah, I think this is a very good value deal. Uh, as long as he can stay healthy, he's a guy that gives you a lot. And I think it it changes the Bears' offseason plan a little bit. Like Kevin mentioned, outside linebacker was a bit of a void. And we weren't sure what the Bears were going to do there for a bit. And now they bring back Aaron Lynch and maybe now outside linebacker doesn't become as much of a necessity in the draft. And, you know, this draft, you have limited picks. Maybe you're able to address some other bigger concerns that you have instead of focusing on outside linebacker. Because if Aaron Lynch is healthy, again, like I mentioned, I keep coming back to this point. He's 26. If he can stay healthy, this is a guy that you maybe look at signing to a multi-year deal then and maybe at the end of the year, we signed to a three or four year deal that takes him all the way through his prime and you get his best years. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, it's almost like a prove it, you know, a prove it deal, or whatever, kind of like how Clinton Dix, you know, if he comes out, succeeds this year, he could be looking at big money, uh, obviously not huge money, but decent money next year. So, you know, another thing is, you know, he's got a lot to play for now. Um, you know, if he, he knows that he's got to show out on the field this year. And if that happens, he's going to get the payday in 2020. So, you know, he's going to be, motivated to do well because that money's on the line and, and I think he will do just that. I think he'll have a great year. Yep, agreed. 100%. Yeah, I, I think he's primed for a big year. Let's grade the moves. Uh, we we don't have to grade the departures, but from screen to haha to Aaron Lynch, let's give our, our grades, our assessments of it just as a final thing on these topics. Um Buster screen. I give this a B minus. I think it filled a need. It gives you a solid guy who you can count on. But as far as upside, I don't know how much he has. I don't know how much better he makes you uh, compared to maybe Sherrick McManus or whomever. But I still like it. I still think it's good value for Ryan Pace. I still think it's a guy that he and Matt Nagy liked. So for that reason, that's a B minus for me. Yeah, I, I can see. 
a B minus, um, you know, something like a B, you know, C plus even maybe, because I, I think the reason why you're getting up towards B minus is because of the contract. Um, what was it? Three years, 16 million. That's fairly cheap um, for, for a guy like Buster Screen and, you know, for his sustainability on the field. Um, those are kind of the reasons that put him up towards a higher grade for this move. But again, obviously the stats that he has, what we've seen from the past, um, you know, as a player overall, he's kind of like a B minus C plus kind of player. But the value uh, that Ryan Pace got him for and his sustainability just brings him up, like you said, towards that B, B minus area. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with you, too. I'll give it a B minus, uh, but solely because of the value and because of what we know um, about his sustainability throughout the whole season. Yeah, I have actually never liked Buster Screen. Um, I never liked him as a player at all. Um, but like you guys said, it's just a wait and see game. Um, as far as just signing Buster Screen, I, I'd give it a C. Um, I feel like we could have done a lot better. Um, but you know, the the price is is fine. Um, I'm cool with it. Um, but it's it's just a wait and see game, honestly. It it just depends on how he fits in his defense and if he even fits at all. So, um, yeah, C for me. That's fair. I, I think uh, those are valid concerns. Uh, ha ha, Clinton Dix. Uh, I'm going to give this an A. I think this is great value. I think ha ha, Clinton Dix fits the identity of the Bears defense. I think he's a great partner for Eddie Jackson. Uh, I think Chuck Pagano is going to have a lot of fun with a pair of them. And again, it's cheap. You, you paid practically nothing. You paid pennies for him. Uh, and you paid a contract that still allowed you to go and make other moves like Aaron Lynch. So... I give this an A. I think this is a really great move by Ryan. Yeah, I'm going to give this an A+. Plus. I, I, I really am in love with this move overall. Like you mentioned, two years, $10 million. Like, HaHa Clinton Dix was regarded as a top 10 safety going into 2018. Um, you know, he is very, very talented. He was one of the most coveted free agents on the market this year. And to get him for that cheap, is absurd and obviously we know the chemistry between eddie jackson and haha that that just adds to it even more we know they've played together um i mean it, it's going to be something special and for the price i'm going to give this an a a plus a plus for sure yeah i'm gonna have to give it an a as well um he, he does have a lot of upside in this defense uh, on this defense um and you know that that deal just just makes it that much sweeter. Um, I don't think I don't know how anyone can give it anything lower than an A. To be honest, absolutely, yeah. I, I think uh, an A. I, I think most people would agree with that. Aaron Lynch. Uh, I'm also going to give this an A. Again, 26 years old, one million dollar contract. Uh, a guy you trust, a guy you like in that room, and he's a good complement to Leonard Floyd when he's healthy. He's really good. So you didn't pay that much for him, regardless of the injury issues. You didn't pay anything for him. You got him for practically nothing. So there's nothing but upside here. Yeah, I'll give this an A as well. Like you said, nothing but upside. Uh, he's been in the system for a year. It's nothing new for him. It's nothing new for the defense overall. They stay together as a unit with him coming back. And again, you fill a big void. Um, again, before this, you know, when people would list what their biggest needs were for the Bears going into the draft or the rest of the agency, outside linebacker was near the top. Um, but now that Aaron Lynch has been signed, it fills that. We don't have to necessarily address that in the draft, um, and especially not in the rest of free agency. So I think getting him back again, like you said, $1 million deal uh, at 26 years old 
is absurd. Um, and, you know, again, the stats don't pop out, but, you know, as Bears fans, when you watch him, we know it's more than just the sacks. We know it's the pressure that he provides. And, um, again, alongside Leonard Floyd and Khalil Mack, I think this is huge to get him back. So I'll give this an A as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to give it an A. Um, it's a great deal. He's young, very solid player. Um, and, you know, he's coming in as a rotational player. So um, I, I just feel like there's great value there. Um, and, you know, he can he can shine. So A for me. Absolutely. All right. That's everything that we have on the topic of free agency. Uh, let's do a little bit of a preview for the draft. I know Chris has a lot of ideas he's been toying with uh, on Twitter for the last couple of weeks. Uh, the draft is in uh, about three weeks. It's on the 25th. Uh, less than three weeks, actually. 20 days from now is when the first round of the draft starts. Obviously, the Bears don't have a first-round pick. Uh, Ryan Pace said in a recent interview, you know, they're going to be looking there, and they're going to write Coley Mack up uh, on a tag and slap it on their board. And he said, I think everybody will be pretty happy with that, which I think all the fans will also be happy with that uh, because Coley Mack obviously is one of, if not the best player, defensive player in the league. Um, but Chris, I know you have a lot of thoughts on the draft. I know uh, Mike Bell is a name you've been throwing around. So uh, anything you want to talk about there? Yeah, um, I've been watching Mike Bell. Um, I have this weird thing where um, I'll watch this one guy who isn't talked about a lot and um, I'll absolutely fall in love with him and then I'll just kind of start standing for him in a way and just kind of, you know, spreading the propaganda, if you will. So um you know, Mike Bell's a guy um, who's actually similar to Amos um, to a certain extent. Um, he's a, well, he's a, so for so for context, Mike Bell is a defensive back from Fresno State. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I should have mentioned that. Uh, he's a safety out of Fresno State. Um, and he's very similar to Adrian Amos um, in the way that he uses his body. He's very physical. Um, he, he makes a lot of great tackles. Um, and, you know, he, he's a playmaker as well. Um, so he, he can do it all. Um, he's not great at anything um but he's very good at a lot of things um and i think that'll get him drafted higher than where people expected coming into maybe march um so yeah that, that's a guy that, that i would love in uh in chicago i think he'd be perfect in our defense um he brings a lot to the table and and you know learning um learning from eddie jackson and haha clinton dicks i think will only make him better so uh, Mike Bell's a guy that I would love in Chicago. That's a guy that I've been talking about for a while. So, Chris, Mike, where do you, where do you think he would go in the draft? What what round are you looking at for him? Um, I want to say third, um, somewhere in the third round. Um, okay. Been, yeah. At at first, it was rumored that he'd be like a fourth or fifth rounder. Um, but I'm hearing that teams really like him. Um, I've even heard some some teams, uh, you know, say that they would take him in the second round. Um, or there's been rumors of that. Sorry, I, I didn't personally hear anything, but there's been rumors of that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where he does go. Um, but you know, it, it, I feel like it all depends on, you know, every Bears fan wants something different, I feel. So it all just depends on your personal preference. Yeah, I mean, uh, so you would be saying that we would take a safety in round three rather than a running back if, if, if Mike Bell is available. Would you want to do that? Um, the, the thing is, I don't see a running back in this draft where I'm like, okay, this is my RB1. Um, I don't feel like, you know, this running back class is very good. I feel like we can get a, run, a good running back in the fourth or fifth round. Um, 
And, you know, I, I kind of rethought what I was saying earlier about um, us drafting a running back high. Um, you guys actually changed my mind on that. Um, so I, I Pace can find a running back later. Um, you, you mentioned it earlier, Kevin. So, um, you know, I, I think there is a chance that Hockland to Diggs doesn't work out, and it is a one-year deal. So I feel like Mike Bell behind those two guys, um, and, you know, he could, he could possibly be a replacement for Hockland and Diggs. Yeah, certainly. I definitely see that. I think, though, I, I'm really, you know, I'm really hell-bent on this idea that they're going to trade up into the second round because there are some really good running backs in this draft who are probably going to drop into the second round. Think about a guy like Miles Sanders, um, the guy who backed up Saquon Barkley uh, in Penn State and then kind of had a breakout year this year. Huge combine performance. He actually was just predicted to go to the Bears in a mock draft and in the third round where they didn't even have to trade up. So, I think they're, you know, I believe Jake mentioned this earlier, or one of you guys mentioned it. You know, you're not really comfortable going into the season with Tariq Cohen, Mike Davis. And, you know, we know Pace's history of, you know, late-round running backs, but it's still no guarantee that's, that that's going to hit. But if I think if you move into the second round or you even get a guy in that uh, pick 87 in the third round, I think you're looking at a guy who can come in and do a fairly decent job in that offense. So that's why I think they're going to go running back early. Keep your eyes on a guy like Miles Sanders or David Montgomery, one of those guys um, who, you know, had decent combine performances and most importantly can come in year one and make an impact on this team because this team is ready to win a Super Bowl. We know that already. So they're going to be looking for guys who can impact this team immediately. Um, so I, I think that's what they go go for in the early rounds, uh, round three, maybe four. Yeah, I think that Sanders is a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, I've said this before. I watched firsthand as he pretty much dismantled Illinois uh, this past year. Uh, he's good. He's really good. I mean, he he's a bruiser. He does it all. He's quick. He's powerful. Uh, there's a lot to like there. Um, but speaking of guys who do it all, this is someone that we uh, we failed to mention. I, it completely went over my head. Uh, Kevin, you reminded me. Uh, Cordero Patterson. We forgot to talk about it. Uh, two years, $10 million, I think it was. Uh, he was with the Patriots last year as a returner, a runner, a wide receiver. The dude does it all. And uh, I think most notably returner, he's electric. He's absolutely special. Uh, he ran one back against the Bears this past season, if everybody remembers. Yeah. I think we all remember. And uh, returner is somewhere that the Bears have struggled the last couple of years. They've tried a lot of different guys. They've tried Tariq Cohen. They've tried Eddie Jackson. Um, so I think bringing in an established guy like Coriel Patterson, uh, is really good for the return game. And I think he's also a guy that does a lot though. I think he's a guy that fits what Nagy wants to do because he can be running, he could be a running back. He could be a wide receiver, whatever you want him to be. Look, I am in love with this signing. I know I've kind of mentioned that before in our group chat or whatever. I absolutely love it. Starting with the return game. This is arguably the best kickoff returner in the league. Um, you know, he, he basically won that game. Uh, for the Patriots against us. Without that touchdown, it's questionable whether the Patriots win that game against the Bears. Uh, I don't remember what week that was, but when the Bears lost that game. So, um, I mean, we were running with Benny Cunningham, Anthony Miller. I mean, we take on Mizell. I mean, we had those kinds of guys uh, as a kick returner, and people kind of want to undermine the abilities and, you know, how important a good kick returner is to a team. But, 
you know, if you're getting a guy who gets up to the 40-yard line every time or can even break it up to the 50 here and there, that is so, so important, especially with an offense here that we believe is going to evolve in year two, getting good field position, getting a guy that is electric, a guy who can even break out touchdowns, even when it's less likely now because of the new kickoff rules. I think you're looking at a guy who is extremely valuable to this team. And like uh, Jake mentioned, his offensive abilities as well. I mean, it was shot. People were shocked last year when he came in as a running back for the Patriots and was doing all these things, breaking off runs, end arounds, wildcats, whatever they were doing with him. He can do it all, and that's exactly the kind of guy Matt Nagy's looking for him. And he, Matt Nagy's looking for, him. and he. This is another tool for his toolbox, and he's going to be really, really excited to use a guy like Quarter Pass and throughout the year. Yeah, th- I I can't believe we forgot to mention it, um, but this is. Probably my favorite signing um, from Ryan Pace this year uh, or this offseason. Um, I, I think he can be so lethal uh, in Nagy's offense. And, um, you know, like Kevin just brought up, you know, the, the, and Jake as well, the, the, the return game was just so bad. It was so bad. Like, I feel like every time Benny Cunningham ran out of the end zone, we knew it was <laughs> up at like the 18 or 19. Like, it was yeah. Just, yeah, it was bad. So, I feel like this adds another level of excitement to our team as well. So I'm really happy with this one. Yeah, I'm re- I think there's a lot to be excited about here. I think everybody's going to be happy with that. Um, and I think it adds a new dimension because when he's out there, even when he's out there on offense, I think you're going to have teams wondering, all right, is he going to be a runner? Is he going to be a receiver? What's he going to be doing here? Um, so I think that adds to the air of mystery and confusion that Nagy likes to use. Um We'll end it here. We have a listener question uh, that we got and received, and I, I think it's an interesting topic. Uh, who from the practice squad do we think can make it to, uh, to, the, to the actual team? Who, who do we think can wow. make it to the 46 um, in 2019? This is one, and my pick, I'll go first, is someone that we talked about, Chris, uh, with Josh last year. Uh, Ryan Null. I ah, think he's a, a running back. Uh, he performed well in the preseason. The Bears brought him back. He's going to start on the practice squad, but he's a dude who runs hard. He's got a he, he's got my favorite adjective. He's got the grit, man. He's he's good. He just puts his head down. And he w- loves to do it. And the Bears are willing to try stuff, as we've seen. If maybe they don't like what they see with Mike Davis, or maybe they want to add another dimension, maybe they add Ryan Nall. I think he's got the best chance to make the active roster. Yeah, I love that. That's that's who mine would have been if you did not uh, pick him right there because. We, he, he had a nice preseason. There was a decent amount of people who thought he would make the 52-man roster last yep. offseason, and he, he just fell short. Um, and I personally don't know if he was quite ready yet, but now he'll have another year under his belt, whole training camp, another four games of preseason. We'll see what he can do. And, again, if they don't like what they see out of Mike Davis or, you know, again, there is that – Possibly they don't even go early running back in the draft, and let's say that guy, or even if they go late running back in the draft and he's not great, guy like Ryan now could end up being that RB3. So it's kind of nice having, you know, he's almost like a safety blanket right there in the practice squad, a guy who you know has a little bit of ability who can fill in there if they need him to. But I just want to say that the guy that I would pick, uh, I believe Jonathan Mincy, uh, defensive back, could have a chance to come up. Again, we're kind of in the unknown about Buster Screen. Um, and even, you know, Prince Amuka Murray has tendency to get injured here and there. So I think you could be looking at uh, one of those guys, Michael Joseph or Jonathan Mincy, to come in there and help uh, for defensive backs if needed. Um, for me, it's actually a different defensive back. Um, 
I think John Franklin. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys are familiar with him. I think um, just because, um, you know, he, he can he can play as a special teams te- special teams player as well. Um, and, you know, he, he's he was moved to defensive back as well. So I feel like just he, he just brings that extra bit of value with him. Um, but, yeah, all, all the guys you guys mentioned, I feel, have a chance to, to be moved up. Um, they've all showed some flashes here and there. So, um, yeah, John Franklin would be my guy. But um, I, I agree with, with everything you guys said as well. Yeah, and I think the obvious one for fans is also Redford Jones. Uh, yeah. I think he, had, you know, the kicking competition that could go any other way. So uh, between him and Chris Blewett, so uh, I, I think that'll be an interesting thing. And that name still makes me laugh. Oh, it um, just made me laugh right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll do this for Josh because I know what his answer would have been. Uh, Tanner Gentry oh, would have been boy. Josh's answer. Yeah. Um, fan favorite for the last two years. Unfortunately, I think with Javon Wims and Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson, how much stronger that receiver room has gotten. Uh, I think, unfortunately, our guy Tanner is going to be stuck in the practice squad for a little bit longer. But who knows? If he breaks out in the preseason, if he continues to play well, uh, maybe he takes on that fifth receiver role that uh, Josh Bellamy left open. I just so. want to bring up one thing. As you mentioned receivers, there was actually a report that came out. Apparently, Anthony Miller was literally playing on like one arm last year is what they were saying. He was yeah. That's how bad his shoulder was. So you're looking at a guy who had a very successful rookie season. Um, I wouldn't say a breakout rookie season, but clearly showed potential. And next year, he's going to be full health. He had that shoulder surgery. He's going to be ready to go. He's going to be playing with two arms, not one. It's going to be scary. And again, another guy I think that you mentioned, Javon Wims, is going to have a very good year as well. We saw what he could do in preseason. I was blown away by his abilities in the preseason. And I think he's going to come up, and this is going to be a very, very solid wide receiver core. I just want to bring that up. No, agreed. Anthony Miller, I'm excited to see what he can do if he stays healthy. All right, my guys, I think this was a very solid episode. Uh, Kevin, thank you for joining us. Thank you for filling in for Josh. That was awesome. uh, It's always nice to have another view, another voice of insight there. Chris, always a pleasure. Uh, Glad to have you on. But this has been another episode of Bears Nation Podcast. Thank you for listening. As always, go give us a like, a subscribe, five stars. Uh, We only take five stars or higher. And we appreciate all of you. We appreciate all of you greatly for listening. Uh, we appreciate your feedback. Leave a comment. Let us know how we're doing. But for myself, for Chris, for Kevin, this has been Bears Nation Podcast. Thank you for listening and bear down.